Welcome in everybody, Nerdicons. We're back this week, episode fifty-eight. Fifty-eight episodes. Uh, we've 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 been doing this for. Feels like it, I well, I feel like we've been doing this for a long, long time, and we're into week three with our brand new host. I am your host, Russell. With me is my guest, my co-host. I say guest host. I don't know why I say guest host. You guys are as much hosts of this show as I am. I just I just do the talking first because. That's the way we always did it, even when Ryan was, was our dearly departed Ryan was with us, and it was, but we are back this week, episode 58, joining me, as always, for, hey, hey it's three episodes now, he, he's with us for the long haul, Boy, baby. He's, he's still back in time, he's calling us from the past, Damien, <laughs> say hi to everybody. What's going on, everybody? Uh, week three for, for yours truly. Uh, still learning about the Star Wars mythos all over again, as if I'm six again as a kid. Uh, collectibles, we're still not there yet. But man, listen, <laughs> there is some tempting, tempting stuff, especially when Carl keeps wetting the appetite. Y'all going to get me one day, and I'm going to say, no, devil, I rebuke you, because I cannot continue to see all this awesome artwork Flash craftsmanship and not get on board. So yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. And, and 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 joining us as always from the mobile studios in beautiful New Jersey. Carl, say hi to everybody. Hi everybody. I missed you. Did you miss me? I miss <laughs> Russ and I miss Amy. And I have two people to miss now. Yay me. What's going on, guys? <laughs> What is going on, guys? It's it's been another week since we've been here. We're back again. Um, what'd you want? I, mean, I mean, let's just get into it. We're not no more pleasantries. Let's just get into it, Damien. What'd you yeah. do? What'd you watch? What'd you if you bought anything? What'd you buy this week? What tell yeah. tell us about your week? Okay, so what I bought because Uh-oh. I was I did buy something, but I didn't go full fledged collectorism yet. Uh, I was digging through Facebook's marketplace and I found someone who was getting rid of their original Go Lion Voltron Mm. free of charge. And this person, I felt that, yes, sir. I felt really bad because this was an elderly woman who was just getting rid of her grandson's things that she had in her attic. And I felt bad to tell her, do you want to make sure he's okay with you getting rid of this? Now, now this is the, the first wave of Go Lion that was released in America. I want to say back Recall. in 1983. Yeah, so I had to ask her twice, are you sure? She's like, yeah, no, he's not, he doesn't even live here anymore. He lives in like Estonia or some shit like that, part of my French, but she gave it to me. Just full fledged, just gave it to me, and I want. I'm going to get it appraised by my my collector friends back in you know back home, and because I have to take a trip back to the East Coast in a couple of weeks. So once I find out how legitimately well put together this is, this may not leave my sight ever, oh, ever. Yeah. Because if people know me, they know I'm obsessed with two things in terms of collectors stuff. I love. Optimus Prime related things, and I like Voltron related things. Oh wow! And if if my ex wife heard me now talking about this, she would be so happy I fucking got it because she <laughs> knows I go on Entertainment Earth. I'm always looking at Voltron stuff, 
and I finally found a real raggedy deal. So after I cleaned off the lions and disinfected them all, yeah, yes, I got my childhood back in one more step. How how's the paint job on them? Uh, you know what? I'm I'm still debating if it's lead paint to be quite because <laughs> you know die cast metal back in our day. Like, oh, this is great, but wait a minute, long term health wise, was this great? I I don't know. Uh, so I, I'm cleaning them as I speak. It's fine as long as you don't eat it. What was that? I had them as a kid. I had them as a kid. Are they? Do they have diecast metal or was it vac metal on plastic? I thought it was diecast. I might be wrong then if that's the case because I, I was raised to believe it was diecast. The first ones were diecast, and the the paint they used on them was flaking off, and kids were eating them. That's what it um, was. Because I had the first set, and they got recalled. And the second, second was vac, the vac, like the, what you were talking about, Carl. Um, yeah, it was vac, vac metal is not environmentally safe. That's why they don't do it anymore since the nineties. Makes sense. But but it's not lead paint. I mean, well, the thing with lead paint is the problem with lead paint is lead paint is fine until it starts chipping off. Then you eat it. That that was the problem with lead paint was kids were yeah. eating the lead paint and I ne- I never I never had that problem I didn't I never, either I never eat I never ate paint as a kid like I was like oh maybe I should stick this in my mouth like no well have you been online lately there's a lot of people who've eaten paint and you can tell um, <laughs> but no that is that is an amazing that is an amazing yeah. find that you know what too what makes it even better it was free. Yes, that's the best part. She literally was just giving it away. Yeah. It, it kind of, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, if it was in really good condition, like super score, but like it's free, so it's like score anyway. Like it's still good. No, like you know what I mean. You know, at that price point, who could say no? But that's awesome. And also, I'm co- I'm COVID negative, y'all. If y'all were tuning in last week about me getting the COVID test because someone was being real reckless. I was negative, so healthy. Nice. It's a double blast. Me, uh, I didn't get anything this week. Well, no, I talked about that last week. No, I didn't get anything this week. Um, I did get some prints made. Uh, Shout out to uh, part of the Geek Out Network, uh, one of the hosts of the Geek Out Show and his own show, Major Reaction. Um, he wanted some of my, uh, my, my shots as prints and, you know, I thank him for his support and, you know, he helped me get them printed out. Uh, I received a couple of prints for him. I'm waiting for the other batch to arrive. Uh, so I'm going to send them off to him and they came out better than expected. Cause some of the shots were like older that he really liked. Well, one of them was really older than I, like when I was first starting and I didn't know what the hell I was doing and it came out better than I thought. I thought it was going to be like super pixelated and it's, it's a little hazy, but it's still pretty clear. It, it's pretty, it turned out a hundred times better than I thought it was going to. And the other one's a Snake Eyes and Batman shot. That's really dope. My girlfriend loves it. She's like, oh, I want one. And I'm like, <laughs> well, this one's for my friend. Um <laughs> So uh, I got to send them out to him. What did I watch? Started watching a show. Uh, it's been out for a little while. We stumbled upon it because uh, we finished You're the Worst, which I highly recommend. It's hilarious. Um, 
we're looking for a show like kind of funny off like comedy kind of show uh we found a show on hulu called casual which is hilarious and then i also started watching um because it was recommended to my girlfriend so she started watching it so then she got me to watch it is a queen's gambit okay um which is about a female chess player like orphan chess player um it's really good and then just watch the mandalorian really and by the way folks we're going to we're not going to give you we're going to the the last segment of the show we'll give you plenty of notice but we're just going to talk about it because we're this is releases on monday and by then i've started to realize hey you know what um disney's already spoiling this on monday if you follow disney's social media accounts or you know anybody any geek social media accounts they're going to spoil this for you so yeah, we're going to just we'll give you a warning. Uh, you can turn it off and miss Carl's the the greatest podcast ending out outro in all of podcast history. But um, yeah, we're going to talk about it after after we talk about our main topic for the night. So yeah, so go go ahead, Carl. Sorry, I just wanted to throw that in there. No, that's fine. Um, don't really have much of anything else. But yeah, you know, this comes out on Monday, and you know what, too, is, I mean, I don't know how people have time, but, I mean, I'll get up in the morning, and there's already, like, toy photography and Instagram posts (laughs) spoiling Mandalorian, so now I gotta, like, stay away from that until I get to watch it, so, um, yeah, by the time this show airs, hopefully you've all watched it, I mean, we'll still give our spoiler warning, but, you know, you know. Get on your stuff, guys, if you haven't watched it. Because <laughs> I, 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 I only can speak for myself, but when Friday comes, I'm like, I got to watch. It's priority to watch Mandalorian. It's like, I got to see it, it right now, like, as soon as possible. Um, But how about you, Russ? How was your week? What did you do? Oh, my week, uh, personally, it was fine. I had a had a job interview I'm hoping to get, hopefully. Right. It works out. Uh, as Carl has... And Damien have heard off air. My 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 current work environment is not the greatest. Um, so hostile, say maybe. What I wouldn't even go hostile. It's just um, unhealth unhealthy. <laughs> I, I don't even know if it's unhealthy. It's just I don't have a lot of respect for the people I work for. <laughs> it's like it's, I'm uh, the possibly smartest. a um, shit show. Maybe <laughs> yes. There we go. <laughs> it, it is. It is. It is proof why not everybody should run their own business um <laughs> but no i i'm i've continued to watch clone wars i've gotten to the i the last two ep- last three episodes i watched were the the episodes on mortis which mm-hmm. uh for those of you know that uh colin trevorrow was going to base his uh episode nine when he was employed by Disney to write that he was going to base his story off of that storyline in the clone wars. Um, and it clone wars goes, it's, it's, it's basically Obi-Wan, Anakin and Ahsoka are answering a distress call. They find this random, it's not even a planet. It's just like this giant cube pyramid type thing. 
in space and they find out it's it's like it, it it is a planet but it's not a planet it's it's basically like a manifestation of the force you've got the father the son who embodies the dark side and the daughter who embodies the light side and you know there's a point in the episode where the father Ask, tells Anakin, you're the only one who can control my son and my daughter. That's why you are the chosen one. Take my place so I can die. Um, it, it's three episodes. Um, and it's, it was, I think, Sam Witwer's first episodes on the Clone Wars. Because he voiced the son. Um, I, you know, I've gotten to the point in the Clone Wars where it's starting to go linear. And it's not jumping around from here to there. So I'm I'm really starting. It's starting to pick up steam for me. It's not not as hard to watch. Mm. I've I've realized it's very hard to watch something that jumps around a lot. Uh, if it's episodic, like like a lot of the stuff my kids watch on Disney, I can I can deal with that because it's like one episode doesn't have anything to do with the other. But you know when you're trying to tell a linear story and you're jumping all around, it's, it gives me a headache. Um, so I've, I've gotten to that point in the Clone Wars. I did not purchase anything. I, I have wanted to. I thought about pulling the trigger on a Commander Cody hot toy, but I did not. I'm going to wait a little bit. I'm going to wait and see what Christmas comes my way uh, in terms of gift cards and whatnot that I can use to purchase it. So I, I've held off on that. Um, I think... Um, after I make, I, I will be making my final payment on my death trooper here soon. They should be taking the money tomorrow to make that payment. Um, and I will be making the payment, final payment on my heavy Mando soon. So that, that, that's coming up. Um, yeah, an influx of awesome hot toys. And I'm going to live vicariously through you. <laughs> Basically, we're just going to let you have all the fun and we're just going to ooh and off ah from a distance. That's all. Well, but also, I, also the, Tempt Damien and his good fortune. I saw a, a three zero two pack of Bumblebee and Optimus Prime by three zero for four hundred. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's not a bad two price. Pack. Those three zero, those three zero six scale figures. They're not six scale in the form of a transformer, but and you told six me your scale. Reason, you told me your kryptonite. Anytime I see transformers, you know. I'm sorry, I had to say it like Mark Wahlberg because he says it so good. Transformers. <laughs> transformer. It's a transformer. It's a transformer. How's your mother? How's your mother? But yeah, uh-huh. I, if, if I was Damien, I would not go to Big Bad Toy Store and look at all of the Transformers stuff that they have on the Transformers tab by 3-0 in PCS collectibles. <laughs> well, That's not leading me down a rabbit hole. Sure, <laughs> why not? Well, they do, they do have that six-inch uh, Transformers Red Optimus Prime that looks real good. Yes, they do. That, I have to. Well, my, I did my, see. I I did see the first red series figures out there, and I, uh, I, it was Soundwave, and well, I was I, I almost bought it, and I was like, mm, well, it's kind of small. Yeah, it's only six inches. Hey, if you find an Optimus Prime out there in your travels, let me know because uh, my boy in Tokyo really loves Optimus Prime and wants one, and they don't have it out there. Because it's a Walmart exclusive, and I guess they don't have Walmart in Tokyo. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so well, on the Earthrise, the the new the new the season, I think I guess it's season or or part two. Those those figures have started hitting the Walmart shelves too. 
Yeah, well, I mean, he specifically was like, oh, please find me this. And okay. It's the red series. I'll yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass on the red, red series. That, that, that. I mean, if they, were, if they were a little cheaper, I might jump on them, but I, I don't, you know. I think there's been a lot of complaints in articulation. Like one figure has like an awesome ab crunch, and then the other figures don't have an ab crunch at all, and they're like, why couldn't the engineer an ab crunch in all of them? But. Right. I don't know. Whatever. So I'll take a question, actually. Let me ask you this, well, now that I have your attention about Transformers. If anyone is jumping in brand spanking new to Transformers collectibles, where do they start? I would go with, uh, right now, piece, like the, nin- the Ninja Turtles and G.I. Joe f- statues I have. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, it depends. To me, it depends. Do you want, do you want your figures transforming? Or are you okay with them just completely in robot form? So that that's gonna make me debate where to tell you to go. Well, I would never open it up. I kind of leave mine in the box. I'm, I'm that guy. Uh, if you're just, I mean, I would go with the PCS statues. They're they're PVC. They look like the old animated series, the G1 animated series, and they're about 18 inch. No, they're not. They're a little over. No, they're not 12 inches. They're about seven eight between eight and ten inches tall okay and, and they're nice pieces um like i'm looking right now i'm looking at my cobra commander and that that's my childhood <laughs> uh, it's it, seriously it's 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 my childhood right there sitting on a shelf i mean tra- it, transformers it, in general it's hard to navigate to collect because i mean you have hasbro but then you also have the takahara tommy which that's yeah. what I grew up with. Yeah. Which uses a lot, of, like, I mean, the, it's the same molds. Takahara sometimes has a lot better paint apps and stuff, but they're a bit more expensive. Then you have a lot of third party transformers yes. that are really good that, like, you know, um, that can get expensive. And they might not have, like, the Autobots and Decepticons logo on them, but, you know, it, and a lot of the figures are ones that, like, Hasbro and Takahari don't make or haven't made. Um, it's, it, it's, there's so many, with Transformers, it's hard. Yeah. It's, and there is you know. a fantastic PCS statue, resin statue of Optimus Prime for $160. Um, it's about 18 inches. I mean, it, it's cell shaded, so it looks like it's jumping out of the animated pages. Um, uh, if you just want one one Transformers piece in your collection, and that that that's the piece to go with, and that's like a a centerpiece. Like for for a lot of people, like if you're going to collect the red stuff, the, you're going to run into a problem because right now the first wave is Optimus Soundwave. And um, Megatron. Megatron. But the second wave is Cheetor and RC from uh, the recent uh, Transformers cartoon. One of the more recent cartoons. So it looks like what they're going to do with that red wave is they're just going to be jumping around into all the iterations of Transformers. And it's going to be like, well, this isn't what I want. A lot of people really want the G1 stuff. And they're not going to want, like... Optimus Prime from Revenge of the Fallen and then Optimus Primal from whatever. Um, that's why the PCS... I haven't seen an announcement of a second wave of PCS statues for Transformers. 
Wait, no, I, no, I have. I, I take that back. I have. Starscream will be included in that second wave, and I think there's a Bumblebee as well. Mm, and they're okay. only doing three at a time, so it's very affordable. And if you find the right deal at GameStop, like this time of year, GameStop has all kinds of deals. Because basically with my um, G.I. Joe, stat- the three G.I. Joe statues I have and the four Ninja Turtles, I basically got one of them in each batch for free. Um, because of the deal that was going on, because they were one, they were discounted in price, and then I got another discount because I was buying a collectible at a certain price, and so it, it ended up knocking out like my four Ninja Turtles I got for 160 bucks, mm-hmm. whereas normally they would have cost 200 on retail. So I, I the PCS statues are are really I I, I can't tout them enough. Um, I probably will be buying the three Transformers statues, but I don't know when. Um, also, oh wait, third statue is Grimlock. The third statue in Wave Two is Grimlock. There's also a nice. Uh, and there's a couple of variants. Hot Toys actually put out a uh, G1 Optimus Prime. One comes with there's a Starscream edition where like you can put Starscream's wings on them and stuff. Yeah. And then there's another edition, but yeah, there's a nice looking Hot Toys Optimus Prime out there, and I think he's still relatively cheaper around retail. Um, I don't think he bumped up too much in price. I don't know it's like one of those Hot Toys that they put out, and not a lot of people bought it, I guess. Yeah. And there's and some of the hardcore Transformers collectors, their thing is if it doesn't transform, it's not a Transformer. So, I guess, and it doesn't transform. So, um, but. Yeah, even the red. There's a there's a um, variant Nemesis Prime floating around because I've seen pictures of it. Someone's got one on Macari. It's a yeah. uh, Nemesis Prime for thirty five bucks, I think. That's not bad. Uh, the yeah. Nemesis one. That's not. Bad. I've seen the Hakari version of that. That's really good, actually. Yeah, the, and, and it's funny. My my old boss at my my previous job that I lost due to COVID, he actually is a Transformers collector. Like he has submitted his collection to Guinness. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. To to because he believes he's like I as far as I know I have everything since 1984 when they started releasing stuff and I was like, holy crap! He's like, yeah, this job traveling as much as I do from state to state, it's been pretty easy to collect. Because no, I mean, you you could definitely. You definitely could agree with that. I mean, when yeah. you were going around, like it was so e- you had such an easier time finding things. Well, I don't. I don't think I would have. Like nowadays, I don't think I would have had it because I think they've just stopped production <clears throat> and stuff. Um, but yeah, that was my week. Uh, not much going on. I, I mean, as for the week in collectibles announcing, uh, Hasbro announced a House of X Wave Two. With the Tri Sentinel build a figure. If House of X was your comic jam recently, go for it. Go buy these figures. I think there's a Magneto, Professor X, Wolverine, Cyclops, Moira McTaggart, and I'm missing Moira. Oh. Yeah. The only thing about that weave, I think, at least is exciting. Not that I'm going to get it, but exciting about it is like they did a Moira McTaggart. I mean, yeah, in House of X, she's a big part of the story, but yeah. that they're doing, like, 
more civilian, not superhero, because she's not a superhero. She's just a doctor, mutant doctor. Right. But, like, when they do, like, those lesser-known characters or not superhero main character figures, I like, because that's one thing that's missing out of, like, you know, action figures and stuff that people want. Like, yeah. I'm still waiting, like, for Aunt May. Like, I, I have... Oh, God. Probably, uh, yeah, like... You know what I mean? Like I, I bet you it'll come out on the uh, Spider-Man retro card. I bet you. I know the figure modders love love those random figures too because it's like those are easier to mod for. I think a lot of them. Yeah, and it's like more civilian, like in with Tigery. It's more like civilians that you could put in the background or stuff like that. Um, But they also they also announced an Ashy Deadpool too. Oh, did they? I didn't see that. Yeah, from from Deadpool two. And they announced a Silver Surfer and a Modoc. The Modoc I saw. Yeah, the Modoc. Modoc. (laughs) Are you going to watch Modoc on Hulu when that comes on? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'll I'll give it a shot. I I really wish they would have put out that Donald Glover tune because I bet you it would have been hilarious. It probably would have been good. Um... Well, I, I just completely forgot. I, my mind just... Iron Studios announced a bunch of Warner Brothers property statues. They announced four Harry Potter statues. A Harry, Ron, and Hermione that uh, make put them into the circle and they stand around each other. They oh, all three go together. Um, like it's, it's like a mini diorama, I guess. It's not like a huge diorama like they usually do. Is, is Harry Potter still going strong? I mean, I know Barnes and Noble always has their little like Harry Potter section. Is Harry Potter still like a big thing? I mean, I guess. I mean, they're making statues for them. Uh, I don't know. Well, and, my thing, but I know a lot of people who crave Harry Potter yeah. and figurines, so I understand it. And uh, let me see if I can, let me see if I can pull it up because I think I have Iron Studios up. Hold on, let me let me let me share my screen in it for a second. Because I know, like, at the height of that, like it was like Harry Potter everything, and then I don't know if they tried to recapture the magic with the new stuff, but it doesn't seem to have caught on. Like, like yeah, here the, we go. The original stuff. Oh, there's all the code. Look, all my uh, sideshow codes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Harry Potter. Where's the Harry Potter statues? Can you guys see my screen? Yeah. There's the Harry Potter statues. I mean, they're okay. nice statues. And then they yeah. have one one with Ron on a on a knight from Wizard Chess. Like these are okay, really Ron's good. Looks good. Ron's looks good. Hermione yeah. doesn't look that great. I think it's hard to get her. I think Hot Toys even had a problem with her. Her likeness. Yeah. She's like Gal and Chris Evans. Which is so weird. Everybody, everybody listening on the audio version of the podcast, like we're just geeking out for a yeah. second. So if you just want to take a chance to Google, what, what, what do people need to look up? Iron, just go to Iron Studios. It'll be all over their website. And this yeah. is the Joker that they, they announced today. Okay, that doesn't look too bad. There's the Hawk. This Hawk girl is beautiful. Hawk girl looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. This is a really. This is their one tenth art scale statues. Mm-hmm. So they're about 18, 18 inches, eighteen to twenty that's inches. A nice, that's a nice class. This is Superman. a fantastic Superman statue. Um, I, I, it blows me away. 
I'm surprised uh-huh. they didn't put a phone booth there, but okay. There's a <laughs> that would have been a nice touch, actually. Here's oh, here's man. a ledger joker. Wow. And that's the guy who I'm looking for the penguin. They did a DeVito penguin. I don't know where that is. There's Ron on Wizard Chess. That's a really good statue right there. Um, sorry guys, there's the penguin. The Danny. Oh, I like that. Oh wow. I like that. I yeah. like that. They and got then, the this and everything. That's great. And like these are like again, Iron Studios. If if you're if you're looking to get into like higher end collectibles and you know you don't want to break the bank and you just want like maybe five pieces a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think iron studios is the way to go. I have, I have two iron studio statues and I absolutely love them. I have a Michael Keaton, Batman and a Christopher Reeve Superman. And they're just, I mean, I jumped all over. I, I missed the Christopher Reeve the first time it was out and it just sold out and they re released it later for like $10 more. And I was like, yeah, I'm buying it. Um, like these statues run anywhere from $90 to $220. So you've got a nice range. Um, and, and like, if you're like, Oh, I'm only gonna buy five things a year. Okay, cool. These iron studio statues are fantastic. And they look, I mean, they look just as good as something twice their size. Um, like again, I I know I said that Cobra commander P PVC statue is one of my favorites, but, that Michael Keaton Batman I have, I, I absolutely love it. I I will not part with that. And that suit that the the Christopher Reeve Superman, I, I'm not gonna part with that either. Um but yeah, Iron Studios, they made that a big announcement today, and 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 then Hot Toys, of course, reissuing their uh Dark Knight Rises Christian Bale with the Bat Pod Batman and I mean, okay. Christian Bale wasn't my favorite Batman. I'm like, okay, cool. Looking at at his pictures, he looks real chunky in his pictures. Like, I don't know. I'm just, you know, I guess I'm like, okay, cool. I don't have to spend $25 to $30 to pre-order this today. (laughs) I was waiting for the Hot Toys announcement this week. And I'm like, okay, is it going to be Moff Gideon? Is it going to be... Uh, Obi Wan from the Clone Wars. What are we getting? What are we? Are we getting? You know, they could have thrown in a brand new uh, spoiler alert: Ahsoka Tano from Mandalorian. And I have a feeling we're going to get. I have a feeling that Mandalorian line is just going to jump in the amount of figures that they have for Hot Toys. But yeah, that's sure. basically. I mean, you got you have some casual, non Hot Toys collector fans getting into those now too. So I mean. Well, I know one character we're not going to see is Casca Reeves because I don't think they want to deal with that again. They dealt with it with Drax and Batista. I don't think they want to deal with uh, WWE and Sasha's likeness rights. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's Yeah, I, I think if we get her, it's just going to be a helmeted figure. Um, it, and it'll probably be just night out. I won't name the character or something, but um, that's that's the collecting news. Um. We did this, and we're going to move on to, to, to nerdy news, geeky news, whatever you want to call it. Um, I saw something Carl's, I think, very excited about, and I, I, I may be misplacing this excitement, but 
We got some looks this week from the set of Hawkeye. Yeah. New Disney Plus. You know, everybody's like, why didn't Hawkeye get a movie? Why didn't Black Widow get a movie? Well, Black Widow's getting a movie. Hawkeye's getting a TV series. But we got casting confirmation with that Haley Steinfeld. I, I, I probably mispronounced. I probably did not oh, pronounce you got the it right. T in her. You got it right. I did. Did, 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 I, did the T come through? I, I thought I missed the T. But, um, she will be playing Kate Bishop, and and we got pictures of her in the subway with Clint and Jeremy Renner and a dog and Lucky. So it's a dog. That's my that's my MVP right there so far. So we got that. We got those those announced. That's fantastic. Uh, we also got other casting announcements for Hawkeye. We we found out Echo, the villain Echo, will be in Hawkeye. Which is makes for a very interest uh, a a daredevil villain, mind you, um, going to be in Hawkeye, which makes for a very interesting dynamic since Echo can mimic, like her name suggests, the moves of her opponents. And we also got confirmation that Florence Pugh's character from Black Widow will be in Hawkeye. So I want to start with Damien. How do you how do you feel about this casting news? How do you feel about the pictures you're seeing coming from the set? Um, it's probably you know they're filming up in New York City on site, and it probably makes you a little homesick. Probably there, there was some nostalgia there. I'll be honest because watching Haley walk, you know, in the stills, she's walking on the subway, the New York City subway station. So I recognize that location. That looks like a story of Queens. And that's why I worked for like four oh, years and where I lived. Five. So I was very happy to see that because it reminded me of home. Number two, not to be funny, but I could have sworn Haley's casting was announced a long time ago about her being Kate Bishop, or at least being rumored to be Kate Bishop. Because I, you don't I, bring I, they, know, they had her they they brought her on stage for Comic Con. Did they? They yeah. did. And what I remember from Haley, I remember her from Pitch Perfect too, I believe. I know she's a pop star and she's an yeah. actor. So the fact that they touted, yes, and Bumblebee, that's right. So the fact that they touted bringing her on to an undisclosed role uh, for Hawkeye, it kind of made sense that she'd be the one playing Kate Bishop. Uh, am I? I, I, I don't Go remember ahead. her going on stage. I remember Marshala Ali coming on stage. For Blade, yeah. um, for Blade, and I, I just remember they said, "Oh, we're gonna have a Hawkeye series," and then, then rumors started. Haley Steinfeld, Haley Steinfeld's playing Kate Bishop, and all that. I, Maybe it was a Comic Con. I could be wrong. Some, I, I've, it was some sort of con. They brought her out because I remember seeing okay. her with Feige, and the. That's they I mean, it, I, I they used I've the Matt Fraction logo behind her. Yeah, I, I've been known to be wrong. Um, not saying I'm always right. I. <laughs> I'm I'm humble enough oh, to say, oh, no, I, I, as Drax would say, I am extremely humble. Um, <laughs> no, no, you're, wrong. Oh, no, you're wrong. I'm telling. You're wrong. I'm telling. I won't. I won't say you're wrong. Or you're right. All I'll say is that the question I, I have for people is: Has enough time passed where Hawkeye had his big "it should have been me" moments in Endgame till now? Do we still care about Hawkeye at this point? Uh, other than he went home to be a family man, like he fought Guile in Street Fighter. But do we care enough now? Or is it one of those things where because it's Marvel content, we're going to eat it up like ice cream? 
like for I, me, I'm the, I'm the dude that doesn't care as much. Uh, I'm not even stoked for WandaVision until it's you know it's on my screen. Right. But I'm not waiting with bated breath here. I mean, uh, I'm Carl. Go ahead. No, I said for WandaVision, I am because give me some more Elizabeth Olsen, please. Um, yes, for my own personal reasons too. Yes, but uh, but no Hawkeye. Well, I mean MCU Hawkeye. I mean, I like Jeremy Renner a lot as an actor. I, I feel like perhaps every arc he had in the movies was he was very put to the back. I'm excited for this because it seems like it's very much loosely based on Max Fraction's Hawkeye run, which was phenomenal. And like, if you didn't like Hawkeye before reading that, you'd love Hawkeye. I just wonder if they're going to play into the him losing his hearing. Because he uh, What's that? Yeah, he loses his hearing. So I, I believe. Oh no, his was it his hearing or his sight? No, his hearing. That's right. His hear, yeah, his hearing. He's got hearing aids. I wonder if they'll play into that. But like, I mean, that was such a great run, and this looks like it's loosely based off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, at least from the pictures and from what I mean, they even used the Matt Fraction Hawkeye logo. So it's like uh, I'm excited because I think you're gonna get some really good Hawkeye content like you've never gotten before, and maybe we'll walk away appreciating Hawkeye as a character. And I mean, I like Haley. So, I mean, I'm sure she's going to do a great job, and she's adorable. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see the show. You weren't wrong, Russ. Um, it's just the Marvel stuff has just been taking so long um, to come out, um, which, I mean, Star Wars is making up for it, but it seems like they're 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 putting out, ready to put out more Star Wars stuff before we even get to our Marvel stuff, <laughs> like you I know. Mean, but then I, again, I, I miss Marvel, but I don't miss Marvel. I think I feel right. like I feel like you know, Endgame was so, it, it was a satisfying ending. You're hard to hear right now, Russ. I think Am you're I need hard to, get, to hear. I, I'm still, yeah. I went back. I went back. Am I better now? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I sat back because I wanted to sit up, but I, I, Endgame was such a satisfying ending. And I and I think Far From Home was an adequate epilogue to that. Like, okay, yes, life is gonna go on now. Here we go. And you could have left me with that and I've been good. Yep. Okay? And yeah. and I think that's why it's like I miss Marvel, but I don't miss Marvel right now. Um I, I was, was looking at- I was really looking forward to Black Widow. Not so much with Eternals. Um I could give or take Shang-Chi. I think Shang-Chi will be a very good movie and a very different Marvel movie. But the rumors I'm hearing coming out about Shang-Chi is like, we're not moving Marvel forward at all. Shang-Chi is going to take place during the five years between mm-hmm. snaps. And and Black Widow is a prequel to Civil War and or is a sequel to Civil War. Uh, I just, I need, I need, I need, if Marvel's going to come back, I need I need story progression, and Hawkeye kind of in a way feels like story progression to me because you have Clint, and let's be honest, people, um, actors age in real time, <laughs> okay? <Yeah. laughs> so Jeremy Renner's close to fifty; he can't keep doing this. Holy crap! Isn't damn. Yeah, he's he's older than he looks. Um, he's got to pass that baton, 
And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, Marvel's just doing this because they want a female hero, blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, yeah, but he naturally passed that baton in the comics. In the comics. To Kate Bishop. And, and while you may not feel Kate Bishop is a big enough character, but how many people knew Clint Barton before t- 2012? Let's be yeah. honest. Um, so I'm looking forward to Marvel. I think I'm more interested in the mystic perspective that we're going to get in WandaVision mm. and Doctor Strange 2 than I am the, the, the street-level practical... I mean, if we're bringing in... If we're bringing in Charlie Cox and and the entire Daredevil cast some way somehow, you might I, I'd be more interested in the street level stuff like the Spider Man, the Hawkeye, and all that. I'm not I'm not really looking forward to Eternals because I'm just like okay, but I'm going to see it. Right. Um. It's Marvel, of course. I'm gonna. Of course, I'm gonna give it a watch. But you know. I don't and, and something that's going to be a problem, I think, for a lot of the Marvel shows on Disney Plus is they're going to be compared to the standard bearer for Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. And that is the Mandalorian. And not to not to spoil anything, but um this season of The Mandalorian, except for maybe episode two, is some of the best TV I've seen in a long time. Um, just the well-paced story written, how it goes, where it goes, how we're getting to this place. And I, I, I care about these characters, the, the two main characters of Din Djarin and Grogu. I I almost called him Gorgo, but, um, (laughs) you know, unlike any Star Wars characters I've cared about since, Luke Lay and Han mm-hmm. in the original trilogy. So for me, the bar has been raised for Marvel TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know where the Marvel movies are. They're up here too. Um, but they've got a lot of work to do, and I hope they can they can accomplish it with the with the Disney Plus stuff. I'm I'm really looking forward to the I, I, I say I'm not looking forward to the street level stuff, but I am really looking forward to Falcon and winter soldier, because I like all of the actors in that. Um, not a big fan of Paul Bettany. So WandaVision, I'm looking more forward to it because of the story. Paul Bettany just kind of, I don't, I don't know why I don't like him. I just see him and I'm like, I don't really like that guy. Um, and I just keep waiting for Elizabeth Olsen to say, you got it, dude. Um, even though that was her sisters, it wasn't her. Mm-mm. But I am kind of waiting for that. But you know, I, that's a joke, people. That's a joke. I mean, I'm not um, excited for it for because of Vision. I'm excited for it because I like right. Wanda and Elizabeth Olsen. And no, I get it. Her. I understand. <laughs> like, um, I, I, I just, I just enjoy what I should say is I enjoy watching Anthony Mackie and um, Sebastian Stan on screen. I enjoy their chemistry together. I enjoy watching them play off each other. I think mm-hmm. there is a natural chemistry there that. That the Russos were able to get out in the, in the Captain America movies, in Civil War especially, and I just think I'm looking forward to that dynamic growing in the TV series. Um, I I'm not 100% sure sure who 
who's in charge of that series. But, you know, whereas when a, when a, when a, when a star Wars series announced, they make sure to let you know who's in charge of this series. Um, so like, you know, we've got Filoni and Favreau with, with the Mandalorian and we're going to have Deborah Chow with, uh, Obi-Wan. So I'm looking forward. I think she's directing every episode of Obi-Wan, but, um, it's that's going to be four episodes. It's just, it's just a mini series. It's not yeah. going, it's, it's a one-off. Um, it's really a four hour movie. Which is cool. I'm I'm cool with it because I've saw seen some of the casting rumors that are going around about that, and I'm like, oh, that'll be interesting. Um, hmm. Are we giving Obi Wan a love interest? Hmm. Although I doubt it. But but anyway, yes, I think Marvel. I, I I'm I it interests me. I I've enjoyed Haley Steinfeld in what I've seen her in. Agreta. I've only seen her in the the two pitch perfect movies that she's been in. And I, I enjoyed her in Bumblebee. I thought she was, and you know, Damien can smash me later if he hated that movie, but I, no, I did. It, I, it was good. It reminded me of G one. So I was happy with it. Yeah. And, and I thought she did a, <clears throat> I, I, you know, her performance was great. And I found no, that was her, just a really good cast. Her, I found her and Bumblebee's relationship more enjoyable than, um, Sam, uh, Shia LaBeouf's and Bumblebee's yes. relationship. Right. I just, I, I, I actually really enjoyed that movie. I kind of like to me, it felt, I kind of liked it better than the Michael Bay movies, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree with you, and I'm pretty sure Damien probably does too. <laughs> oh yeah. The hell are Michael Bay movies? But um, you know, I, I'm, I don't think it's too late for Marvel. I think we're going to get a fantastic film in Black Widow. Um a much deserved send off for Scarlet. I think she deserves that. She's poured her heart and soul into that character. And, and I think black widow is going to be a great torch pass movie as we're finding out with this, uh, Florence Pugh rumor. And I'm excited to see Florence Pugh take on that role and get bigger roles because I think she's, I think she's great too. Um, I really enjoyed her in fighting with my family. Um, Yeah. So, Really excited to see where this goes in Marvel. It's just January 15th, get me started, okay? I need 2021 so I can get my Marvel fix back. Um, um, And so our big topic today, and and I don't, I, I say our big topic, but it has been the big news of the week is Warner Brothers has decided. So... Warner Brothers decided Wonder Woman 84, they were like, we're not going to push it back anymore. We're going to release it in theaters, and we're going to release it on HBO Max at the same time. And we're not going to charge people extra on HBO Max. So what I'm guessing happened is AT&T, who was pushing for that, saw the numbers shoot up on subscriptions to HBO Max, and they're like, do something else. And so a lot of people thought that Kong versus Godzilla was going to be next to do something like that. But Warner Brothers just one up themselves and said, you know what? Our entire 2021 slate will do that. So we're talking about the Suicide Squad um, starring John Cena and Idris, Idris Elba. No, the Batman's not a part of it. Really? Mm-hmm. That's no. not their 2021 slate, is it? It's 2022. Oh, okay. Really? They're taking um, that long with that movie? Apparently. Apparently. Um, so... 
and then we're going to get Kong versus Godzilla. We're also going to get Dune, which I think is probably a good move for that movie because I think that movie was going to fail miserably in theaters. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's something I, I'm missing. Uh, I got suicide. But those are the three big ones. There's probably more, and I can't think of off the top of my head. Oh, the Little Things, Judas and the Black Messiah, Tom and Jerry, okay. yes, Godzilla Tom and Jerry. Com- Mortal Kombat, Those Who Wish Me Dead, A Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, In the Heights, Space Jam, weird, Suicide Squad, Reminisce, uh, Milligent, The Many Saints of Newark, King Richard, Cry Macho, and Matrix 4. Yeah. So... I Wait, think, so there was a Mortal Kombat movie coming out in 2021? Yeah, yep. it was a reboot. Yep. I didn't even see anything about that. Wow, okay. It's probably not till next Christmas, because they've just finished filming. Yeah. Wow, um, okay. Interesting. I think Henry Golding's in it. I could be wrong. But I, I think it's a bold move. I think Warner Brothers is saying, hey, let's see how this works. Um, I could see Universal doing this with Peacock um, yes. because they could still get the international grosses on. F- see, th- that's the thing people don't realize is the Fast and the Furious movies. They do super well overseas. That's why mm-hmm. we keep getting sequels to them, even though people are like, how is this movie only making $200 million and we're getting a sequel to it? <laughs> because overseas, it's making almost $800 million and they're making money on it. But I, I, I look at that Warner Brothers slate and I look at the big budgets. I look at Suicide Squad. I look at Dune, uh, Kong versus Godzilla. And I'm like, this might be a good move for those movies, except maybe Suicide Squad. I think Suicide Squad would have done really well in theaters had we been in a normal theater year. I, I, I think. I think that could have made 600 to $800 million just because I think people would be very curious to see James Gunn's take on this group. And, and, I, and I think the cast is a very likable cast. I think John Cena, say what you will about him, his acting chops, I think he makes a movie more likable no matter what he's playing. So I, I, that, that's just me. I think Matrix 4 was going to fail miserably. I think Dune would have bombed at the box office. I don't think Kong versus Godzilla was going to make a lot of money. And I'm missing something. I know Tom and Jerry is going to be going to tank. So (laughs) I I don't know. I mean, I think for those movies, I think this is a good move. I, I, I know AMC is very upset about this. AMC is throwing a fit and I'll be like, well, Last through the year, AMC, then throw your fit. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, It doesn't matter because the AMC in my old town, if I wanted to go to AMC, closed down. So it's not like I would go see it in AMC now anyway. How, how do you guys feel about this? With I think Warner Brothers is, is the first shoe to fall. I think we're going to see more of this. I think the industry is going to see the numbers jump on HBO Max for this next year. And... I, I could see maybe, I, I mean, Paramount doing this. Um, All the major movie companies, I definitely can see them saying, you know what, if theaters don't open only to like 25% capacity, we need to make the money up somewhere else. This is the prop. This is the, the right. 
right way to go about this while still making a profit off of these movies. Now, I, there are some insiders <sighs> who have YouTube shows who shall remain nameless who think Black Widow will still get... Disney has a call on the 10th. They have an investor's call on the 10th. Which I think we're going to see some announcements come out of that um, with possibly what they're going to do with Daredevil and maybe some more Star Wars stuff. Oh, man. Um, and we could also... A Daredevil announcement. You don't think we'll get a Daredevil announcement? No, no. I said I hope we do. Oh, okay. Well, but Carl, what do you... How do you feel about these Warner Brothers... Warner Brothers making this move? And, I mean, we, we, we talked at length about this, how a there's a model out there for this working. The WWE um, network is a model for them yeah. to use. Um, one, I, I seriously need to uh, borrow someone's login for HBO Max. Um, two, <laughs> um, I think it's good for them. And one, this they've been trying to do something like this, not HBO Warner Brothers, but just the movie industry for a while has been trying to do make this move because years ago they wanted to bring, you know, uh, you, you buy, you buy this box, you pay a new movie comes out in the theater, you pay a hundred bucks to have that movie for a certain amount. This is a model they've been trying to make work for mm-hmm. a long time. Obviously they got you know, like no one, everyone pushed back when they're like a hundred bucks for a movie for 48 hours. Hell no. Like, but, with this model now, like, well, especially cause you're not charging anybody. It's if you have the subscription, you know, bubble, you know, boom. Uh, uh, it's, it's something they've been trying to do for a long time and it makes sense. And especially, and I just think the whole pandemic, um, created a great opportunity for them to do. So mm-hmm. to implement this, I think it's a good move. And I really feel like too, in 2020, like, I mean, 2021's a few weeks away and people are still going to be scared and not want to go out even though you know we're on the cusp of a uh, vaccine which probably a lot of people won't take um but there's going to be lots of people that are still scared and aren't going to go to theater so it makes sense and i think it's a good thing i i think the movie industry probably needed something new to reinvigorate it i guess a little bit or like you know what i mean I, yeah I mean, it, it makes sense and like you we, we've done the math like uh, episodes back when we talked about this what you brought up i mean we did the math and it's like they're making more profit by streaming it than having to pay like you know the theater doing their deals with the theaters and stuff like that so right. i mean if you look at it, it's like we can cut out the middleman. You know what I mean? You have the option yeah. to go to a theater in the middleman, but we're going to, you know, we can cut him out and just make straight profit. You know, so and I mean, no, you have, you have, I mean, I think all the Warner Brothers can do this because they have the backing of AT&T. And, yeah. you know, AT&T, oh, if, if you're talking um, about, the five biggest companies in the world right now, you're talking, um, well, I, I would say six, but the six biggest companies you're talking about Facebook, Google, um, Amazon, Apple, 
Verizon and AT&T. Um, you know, and I, I, I think, you know, if they, they lose their pants on Dune, it's not going to be a, it's going to be like, oh, well, you know, we tried. Um, yeah, and I think they, I mean, they obviously have, have to factor in that some movies are not going to be financially, like, profitable. They might find life, uh, you know, like cult status or life on streaming in demand. But, um, I mean, like I said, like, well, at least when it comes to, I mean, Disney's already got my money with Disney+. Plus. Um, I'd be more inclined to watch a DC movie on a streaming service than paying the inflated ticket prices to see in the theater. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? And I mean, especially, especially with now with people who are building their own home theaters, you mm-hmm. know, during the quarantine time, where it's really, you know, they know they're not going to be going to a movie theater anytime soon. And and, and you got kids, so you can say like, hey, this is going to save me a crack ton of money. Instead of going to the theater to see these movies with my children, I think we talked about it last week regarding oh, yeah. roles. So I'm sorry for like Warner Bros. to do this. I think this is this is a necessity, and I think a lot of other organizations are going to follow suit because one, who's going to go out and pay this much money to risk their family? You know, potentially for those who yeah. don't take anything. Uh, the the uh, what is it? The I was going to say the shot, but you know what I mean. Uh, uh, (laughs) you're going to take the shot the vaccine how many people really in america are going to risk it maybe in other countries that you know they instituted their lockdown procedures blah 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 and you can have it released in those countries but now but locally uh, nationally yeah i think this is the way to go probably until about 2022 and then we can reevaluate and say okay are people trickling back outside now or are they still cowering you know in their own homes because Let's face facts. If I build my own gosh darn home entertainment system, you really think I want to go with a bunch of screaming? Who you know? I don't have kids, so pardon all the parents out there. Do you think I want to go watch my favorite comic book movie with a whole bunch of screaming kids that don't know what they're watching, but they just acting the fool? Now I'm going. I'm gonna stay home and watch all this cool stuff. Kicking the back of your chair, crying for mm-hmm. no reason. Like on the airplanes. To hell with that. Who's that? <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> you know? But no, <laughs> I, I I get it. I and and I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. I get to watch Wonder Woman at, at home. home. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that with family. I'm, and I mean, it's definitely got to save you money, Russ, because it's got. I mean, you go out, oh, look, you take the family out to the movies, it probably cost you a couple hundred bucks because you're talking about food and concessions and stuff, too. Like, that's not cheap. But, but let me say this, too. I do want to go back to theaters. One, because of the experience and the bonding I have with my kids doing that. Mm-hmm. We do have fun doing that, and it's fun. It's, it's an experience for them. And oh, there's definitely two, that two, yeah, and two, I don't want the last movie I see in theaters in my life to be Spies in Disguise. But, I mean, <laughs> and, you know, like me and my kids, we had a tradition. Every year on New Year's Day, we go see a movie. That, that's our, you know, that was our tradition. And, and it's debatable whether or not we're going to do that this year. We're probably not because the movie we would do it with would be Wonder Woman. Hmm. And I'm I'm sorry. It's just like 
you know, I am in, you know, I do live in an area that is handling adapting, I would say better than most areas, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm still not going to do that. That, 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 you know, going out to an empty restaurant with my kids where I, I've got the mask on. I know the people in the back have their masks on. I know the waitress has her mask on, you know, where I know that situation. It's like, this is a movie theater. I used to work at a movie theater. I know how disgusting a movie theater is. Mm. And, and, you know, I think this also falls on the movie theaters because I know how much money movie theaters are making and they're making money hand over fist. And, and I, I'll only cite the local AMC that I know, but when you play a complex manager who manages at one of your theaters, when you pa- barely pay them 29, when you pay them 29,000 a year, I don't care where you live. That's very hard to live off of when you're paying barely $10 an hour to your employees. You're starting them at $9 an hour it, with no benefits. And, and, and Virginia is where I live in Virginia, the state of Virginia, they have a, a, a law on the books from the, from the great depression that movie theaters don't have to pay overtime pay. What? And, yeah, it's a, it's it's it, Virginia's what's called a right to work state, and there was a there's a law on the books because the only form of of people that were making money at the in the Great Depression were um, movie theaters. Mm-hmm. There was a law passed; it's still on the books, and it's legal in the state of Virginia to not play a mo- pay a movie theater employee time and a half for working overtime. Um. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I, I'm sure there are other states around that have that same law. So, you know, movie theaters, you can complain all you want, but I'm not going to feel bad for you. Um, right. I'm, I'm sorry. You, you know, I understand that you guys maybe get, I think it back when I worked there, it was like they got like maybe 5% of the ticket prices, which caused concession prices to go up <laughs> They make they make ninety percent of their money off of concessions. That's yeah, why that's the prices crazy. are so high. Um, but you know now it's different. Everything's different. But I think nah, that's pretty much the, the MMO. I mean, all the concession off the concessions. They when, don't make that much off the ticket. When AMC's stock price falls eighteen percent after this announcement, yeah. I think. If that Disney shoe falls, I think Regal and AMC might be filing, for, might be filing for liquidation, because if Disney announces something like that, I don't think I don't, you know, it, it's either going to be Disney or a combination of Universal and Paramount. Because if those two go, and Disney doesn't, I still think movie theater. We're going to do the same thing Warner Brothers is doing. You know, I, I don't I don't think movie theaters can survive that. And and but we've already so, lost Alamo Draft House. So it's inevitable. Yeah, and I think I but there will be new theaters that rise up, new theater chains that rise up and take their places. Um we won't be without movie theaters. We might be without them for another year, but I think in 2023 uh, uh, you'll think- start you'll start seeing movie theaters come back. I think you'll see the rise of mom and pop theaters 
like I said, I, I, I'd like to see some, some yeah. more drive-ins open up. Well, I think what we're going to, I agree with the mom and pop theaters. Um, but I think we're also going to see what's to say. Disney doesn't say, Oh, we'll buy AMC or Warner brothers says we'll buy Regal. And then it's like, okay, only Warner brothers movies at Regal theaters, only Disney movies at AMC theaters. And like that, you know, you could see that. I, I'm not saying you won't, but you could. Hmm. You could see Google come in and say, we're buying all movie theaters. and That will be it. If Google buys, buys all the movie theaters, it's like, well, now we have this monopoly of, of movie theaters. So now you'll go because they'll have you in a pod. That, right. A swing pod like they did with AEW where you had <laughs> group pods for the fans who come to watch the show. So just imagine now. I remember going to Alamo Draft House the first time in the States because I know in Australia they had it already. I thought this was amazing. They're bringing me food from my, from my seat. But now if we have a pod where it's just you and if you still go on dates, you know, you know, first dates to a movie theater, which is done. <laughs> but if you're watching a movie in a pod with your family, that's still protective. That's still you social distancing from everybody Soundproof. else. You can hear your own sound. Yeah. Somebody needs to get on that. Copyright that. Pay us money. Well, that's that's why I, I'm saying that you could see a resurgence in drive-ins because you're just going to your car. You're in your car. Yeah. Well, I, again, Disney. It, I I think the I think everybody now needs to look at Paramount, Disney, and Universal because they all have streaming services. Um, Paramount has CBS All Access. Universal has Peacock and Disney, of course, obviously has Disney Plus. The problem is all three of them decide to do that with Warner Brothers. Sony is like, what? <laughs> what do we do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're the odd man out. And I think I think if I'm Netflix, I'm already in contact with them saying, look, if this happens. Here's our money. <laughs> You know, because Net, Netflix, if I don't think Netflix would survive this either. If those three, if those four movie companies decide to start pumping out everything onto their streaming services, I don't think Netflix competes. There's only so many Stranger Things. Um, mm-hmm. They need, they need to get, they need to get a partner in Sony because I've seen, I've seen Netflix original movies. They're few and far between. Very good. Um, <laughs> I think Their anime is pretty good for those who watch anime. Their animes are pretty good. Right. Well, I, I think a lot of those Netflix movies, the ones that are, are good, are ones that probably wouldn't have done good in the theater, but they have life on Netflix. Like Extraction. Far, yeah. Um, or, or Triple Frontier. Which we, we, we highly... I highly recommend both those movies. So... Um, so... On that note, something we all like to highly recommend is we highly recommend, if you don't want spoilers, you tune out now. Because we are about to talk about episode chapter 14 of The Mandalorian, episode 6 of season 2. So, I'm going to give you five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. That might have been a little. That might have been a little quicker than five seconds. Uh, but you have you have your warning. So if you're still listening and you hear spoilers from here on out, that's your own fault. Episode 14 is entitled "The Tragedy," 
and it was written by John Favreau and directed by Mr. Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. And I will say this. I watched this at 8 o'clock in the morning after I dropped my kid off at school. I came home before I went to work. I watched it. It was 34 minutes. I was exhausted. Because it did feel there, like a short episode. But. It felt short, but it a lot happened. Yeah. yeah. Got a lot of action. And I think this is one of the most action-packed episodes we've gotten since last year's finale. And I think, I, I could be wrong. I mean, we did get a lot of action in the Eris episode with uh, with Bo-Katan. And last I, I episode, just, there's a lot of action in the last episode. But it, it's, it's, it's like building up, like it's getting more intense. Right. A lot more. You're getting less quieter moments, I think. So do we want to go through scene by scene breakdown of this, or do we want to just talk about it in general? I, I'll let you guys start talking about it. I'm good with the general, because me, I'm, I'm the general dude who just takes notes. I don't because remember, I'm still in the outskirts right. of, the, of the Mandalore, <laughs> if we're going to call it that. <laughs> so I'm literally just taking notes. So I guess the first thing, and then we talked about it obviously last week. Uh, about the dark troopers making an appearance today. Obviously, the big, big, big thing is our, is our boy Boba uh, in pure, unadulterated dad bod fight mode that had me jumping up for joy in my apartment because I was like, damn right, that's the guy we should have gotten back in the day. And now we have him <laughs> here. And then you Time I see Ming Na Wen pop up, I get excited because I've always been a big fan of her work, and to know that there's a connection between those two characters, you know, made me happy. Uh, the communication, the sight runes, or whatever you want to call it, that's a callback for when Grogu or Baby Yoda or the child was in the sight runes, kind of having like communications to the outer force. I thought that was cool, and then uh, Moff Gideon, kind of saying, "You're not old enough to play with this toy yet." had me cackling at my apartment because that's something uh, that's something an evil uncle would say to like the young uh, niece or nephew like you ain't ready for this you give it a couple more years yeah like shows it to him like oh you like this This is cool huh you're not like this can't get it yet though (laughs) you know and then we saw boba like you know the knee darts you know using all this you know just overall just being boba fett and that made me very happy and i know Russ and Carl can speak a little bit more in depth to it, but you could tell this was a Robert Rodriguez production. Mm-hmm. Reminded mm-hmm. me of all the movies he made back in the day, like uh, Desperado, you know, just that kind of action packed with still telling you a good story where it wasn't just cheesy, over the top, puff piece action. So, you know what? As a, as a guy who's still a casual, I think this is probably the best episode I've seen all season. Um, I'd have to say well, several things. Um, I think uh, Carl, Carl, let's let's preface this with Boba Fett's your dude. Yeah, Boba Fett is my dude. Um, <laughs> I also think they did more for the char- character in this episode than they have the original movies he appeared in. Mm-hmm. Um, this one definitely shows you why he was so feared and the best bounty hunter in the galaxy for his time. I mean, because uh, he is ruthless and, like, just, you could tell he's been killing people a long time. And the way he uses his armor, 
uh, you know, his experience over just like you seeing the the difference between him and uh, Din Djarin. Like Din Djarin sometimes seems a little bit clumsy. Like he's got experience, but he, he seems a little bit clumsy. Mm-hmm. Clumsy. Where Boba Fett is just like he's a Ginsu knife, just cutting through people and using like every aspect of that armor. Um, Din Djarin's a badass, and he gets his, but he gets his butt kicked a lot. He's like he that. Does. He gets it handed to him, then he comes back. Boba Fett, I mean, this we've been waiting to see this Boba Fett since 1983. Let's be honest. This is the Boba Fett we've been we've 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 been. I mean, it's like Rogue One closed the air duct, the 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 ventilation duct plot hole in A New Hope. This episode of The Mandalorian finally says, "Okay, all you Boba Fett people who have been obsessing about Boba Fett just because he looked cool for the last." 40 years here's your justification yeah mm-hmm. they're, yeah they're pretty much like you were right to like him <laughs> um <laughs> uh, uh and i also noticed with their their i mean it's not like they they put it out there that that the things like this were to happen but i really like what i like about this season is you know you're not going through the episode and they show up in the middle or the, like they're not taking their time with his teases because when he's on he puts baby yoda on that rock and then you hear that ship coming in the atmosphere, and then you see yep. Slave One. You're like, "Oh my god!" Like, you're like, and if you're, you know, obviously, if you're a Star Wars fan, you recognize that ship immediately, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Like, you know, um, you understand something's about to go down, and it's not going to be good for somebody. Yeah. Um, what I also like too is, I mean, very much. For a casual fan, or uh, it showed you that Boba Fett's not a villain. He's not a bad guy. It's right. not like he he you know he was on the Empire side. He was a bounty hunter, and you know what? You pay me the what money, you do what you want. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But you well, saw that he has a very he has a lot of honor. He has a coat. Yeah, because you know he could have easily went thanks, Armor. You know. You know, get out of here, nerf her, or something like that. You know, uh, yeah. but he was like, "No, we had a deal. We're going to honor that deal, and we can't. We we going to help you until you get that child back." Spoiler: the child gets caught taken, but so, it just did so much for the character, and that's the thing too. It's like, in my being a Boba Fett fan and like understanding who. Uh, what we know of him, I'm like, oh, he's a bounty hunter. His allegiance is to whoever pays him. You know, they always clumped him up as a villain because you know who's gonna like the guy that takes Han Solo and Carbonite. You know what I mean? You're gonna automatically put him in the villain category. But this shows that he's not a bad guy. You know what I mean? He's not like evil. And we- I like that they retcon because for the longest time they're like they're not Mandalorian. They're not real Mandalorians. Well, this just went, I think, paid off to fans that always wanted him to be a Mandalorian. Yeah. Show that no, his lineage is Mandalorian. His father was a fa- like, which is a new thing. His father, Django, was a foundling. Mm-hmm. And you and know, so I, what what I think, and, and I think the Mandalorian has done this very well, is in in the Star Wars movies, we've always gotten good and evil. 
You know, it, you, you want to refer to it in the classic Westerns, the white hats versus the black hats. You know, it, it's like, you know who's good, you know who's evil. Mandalorian is showing us these shades of gray. And, mm. and Boba Fett, we're learning, is a shade of gray. And the fact that he uses Jango's line that Jango uses to Obi-Wan in Attack of the Clones, I'm just a simple man trying to make his way in the universe. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's the definition of the Fets. That's their family crest. Um, and, and I think, you know, you don't get a lot of character development with Boba Fett. You just get, you know, what you get the cool line, he's no good to me dead. Um, whatever, he, whatever he doesn't survive, he's worth a lot to me. I like yeah. his original voice, but <laughs> well, and and I think I, I just I'm, you know, I, I've heard a lot of complaints about the Mandalorian. It's not expanding the universe. It's not making it bigger. But wait a second, yeah, it is, because mm-hmm. when we when we left, if you if you go chronologically through everything, and when we left, Luke Skywalker at the end of Return of the Jedi, he's it. He's the last Jedi. There's no more Jedi. There's no more nothing. All right. We 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 the only Mandalorian armor wearing people we know are Boba and Jango Fett. But here we go. And and how many Yodas do we know? We know Yoda. Okay. We know Yoda. But here, this series opens up. It's like, oh look, here's a familiar character, a, a new character that looks like an old character you love, which says there's more of them out there. Now here's another one. There's more of them out there. And, and, and it's like, oh, wait, Luke's not the last Jedi in the world, in the, in the universe. We have Ahsoka who has Jedi training. She's not technically a Jedi. She left the order. But she has the training, so there may be more. Let's see more of this. We're going to planets we haven't seen before, like Navarro. We're going to planets like Typhon. We're going to planets like, oh, what was the planet we were on last week? I can't even remember it. Corvus. You know, they, these are different from everything we've seen in Star Wars. Um, it is opening the universe, but it's opening it up on a smaller scale. And I think it's allowing other filmmakers like we've got we got fantastic episodes last season from Deborah Chow. We got Bryce Dallas Howard is cutting her directing teeth on this show. And she's done a fan. We're getting a lot of great creators on this show and Robert Rodriguez is just adding to it. It's like, Oh wait, you mean the guy that did Desperado is going to do Boba Fett? Uh-huh. Cool. Okay. And, and I, I, I want to ask the question is, is the title of the episode, the tragedy, is it the kidnapping of, of, of Grogu or is it, is it the blowing up of the razor crest, which is the bigger tragedy? Right here. <laughs> oh, for the people that did the Hasbro Pulse, they're <laughs> probably pissed now. They're probably pissed now, but. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I kid, and but I love this episode because it's you're seeing everything start to come together. And I had a conversation with a friend today because he's he's like Damien. He hasn't watched the Clone Wars. He hasn't watched Rebels. He's like wow, this Ahsoka, Ahsoka's pretty awesome. Tell me her story. I'm like, okay. It opens up the story of, oh, wow, maybe I should go watch Rebels or maybe I should go watch um, Clone Wars when I have time. And it, 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 
she's like, what, you know? And so, you know, we've gotten, we got Cobb Vance. We've got the trip with the frog lady. We got Bo-Katan. We got, um, back to Navarro with Carl Weathers and Gina Carano. We got Ahsoka. Everything has been leading up to him coming here. Boom. Now he has to go back and he has to build a crew to go. He's not going to take this lying down and he's building a crew and his crew right now is Fennec, Fennec, Ming-Na's character, Boba Fett, and he's about to go get Bill Burr's character from last year. (laughs) He's about to go break Bill Burr out. (laughs) And the only only guy with a Boston accent in space. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I'm, trooper, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm gonna. I, I, after watching F is for Family, it's going to be really weird watching Bill Burr talk in live action. I hear that show. I, I um, think he did a good episode in that a, a, a job in that episode. It's just he's got that accent, and it's like. Man. I mean, my like, first. <laughs> My first recruit probably after after of all the people he's come in, in contact with this season, my first recruit wouldn't be going back and finding the the, the bald guy from last year. Would mm-hmm. probably be going and getting Ahsoka because he's seen what she can do in a fight. Um, yeah. But, you know. Or finding Bo-Katan. Or, yeah, finding those other Mandalorians because, uh, you know, they took down a whole transport. But I have a feeling Bo-Katan's going to cross paths because she's looking for the Darksaber. Gideon has the Darksaber. Again... How many how many episodes do we have left? Two. Two, okay. I was afraid it was just going to be one. But... Well, next episode, he's getting his crew together. And uh, I already know it's Rick Family. I can't... I never can pronounce his name. But he's the guy that directed uh, the Mudhorn episode and and the Prison Break episode last year. He did Dope and he did, um, I think it was Love and Basketball. Rick Fam, I, I cannot pronounce. I'm not going to even try to pronounce his last name. But he did a fantastic job. And I'm lo- he he almost got the Flash movie, but they fired him for some reason. Because oh, I feel like they're regretting that now. But because anyway. I don't think he got along with Ezra Miller. But anyway, I digress. Uh, Ezra Miller doesn't look like someone you could get along with anyway. He seems like a prima donna little. Never mind. Anyway, yeah. back to Mandalorian. <laughs> so. I'm I'm looking forward to the next two weeks and getting a break for Christmas because I think after Christmas I'm going to one binge all twelve episodes of oh no sixteen episodes of the Mandalorian um, as a whole and then I think what I'm going to do is probably try to go through Star Wars chronologically <laughs> hmm. see if I can do that. That's going to be fun for you. There's one thing, if you guys, which I'm sure you'll probably watch the episode again, there's one thing, because I've watched it twice. I did too. Uh, there's one thing, I don't know if it was just uh, the person that sets up for set or makes sure the props are right, is the Mandalorian's helmet, Din Djarin's helmet, it's different helmets a couple shots. Because if you there's the T, and then there's the, the down part that goes down his face, that part of the T... In some shots, it's kind of squished together to make a point like goes more pointy mm-hmm. towards the bottom, and then other times it's wide. I feel like they messed up a little bit 
like someone wasn't doing their job very well and making sure the right helmet got on the right guy at times. Um, because the helmet, the shape of the T visor changes in several shots. There's times where it's wider than it's right. like, it's just a little thing that like just jumped out to me. It was like, Oh man, the prop guy is going to get in trouble. Cause this T visor keeps changing on the Mando's helmet. It's probably the guy who showed up on the scene in the heist episode. He probably got fired. Oh, uh, blue jeans. Uh, <laughs> blue jeans. Um, yeah. So, or oh, sorry, Carl. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I want to uh, so, two things before we before we sign off. Um, I think the final scene with uh, Grogu, where he's just abusing those two stormtroopers. Stormtroopers. <laughs> I've been waiting for that, and just oh, watching, hilarious. watching how they do that puppet in his face, where he's just like, wah. And it's like, oh, and then he gets so cute because he's all tired. He's hitting puberty. And but, I mean, but uh, Moff Gideon was enjoying him doing that. Oh, Moff yeah. Him doing that. I just, I hope I, I you know, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the heck out of that scene. Um, uh, just, I, I enjoyed the scene where Boba aims for the second ship and then hits the first ship, but it works out anyway because <laughs> it crashes into the other one. And he's like, oh, he's going for the, for the second one. Like, but like, I, I don't know. It's, and 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 the last thing I want to talk about is he contacted somebody. Grogu contacted somebody. Somebody reached out to him. Now, who do you want to see? I I don't know. I don't want to know who you think it's going to be because that it could be somebody we completely don't know. But I I kind of want to see. I kind of want to see Sebastian Stan as Luke Skywalker. <laughs> That's what everybody keeps talking about. And I, I'd love to see that. Even if it's a tease, I'm good with that. Like I'm even if it's that. just the hooded cloak coming up to Typhon, looking at investigating the seeing the blaster marks, and then going to the the uh, seeing stone and feeling what happened there. Please be Luke Skywalker, and then you know you don't even have to have Sebastian Stan yet. You can get Sebastian it's for next year. Mm-hmm. I've heard Mace Windu. I'm like, uh, Mace Windu's going to be pretty rough. Um, <laughs> he was blown out of a gosh darn window. You know what yeah. I mean? So, so he got his arm cut off and thrown out of a like hot, like what, like a skyscraper. So, I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, everybody keeps saying Luke, and as much as that would be cool, I got to remember. Um, that there, there's Ezra Bridger that could that yes. could still be out there. You have the Jedi from the video game that's rumored to they want that might appear. Um, which the actor is a really good actor. He was in Shameless, and he also played Joker in, in Gotham, Gotham. Yeah, which I heard was only worth watching because of him when he was on there. Cameron, Cameron Moynihan is his name. Yes, yes, and he's a great actor, and he. Uh, when I saw trailers for that game, I was like, that looks like the kid from Shameless. And then, of yeah. course, that's him. He well, played that character. So it would be interesting to see him show up. Um, but I don't know. Like, as much as I really want to see Luke, you really you don't know. There could be. Well, yeah. And, and, and I think I think you have to have it be somebody, even the, the fans. Like, I don't I don't I. I I think Cal Kestis, who's the the from the Jedi Fallen Order video game, I think he's too random. I think even like a lot of hardcore Star Wars fans are like, oh, we're 
you know, Dark Troopers were enough from video games. Do we need, really need more from video games? Um, yeah. Well, I most people didn't play Who Are This Age? So, yeah. yeah. And, and I think Ezra, I think Ezra would be... I think Ezra, because because you don't you don't know where, and Dave Filoni is a master of this, because of the end of Rebels where uh, Ahsoka and Sabine go after Ezra, he says that could be after the Mandalorian. I don't know. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it's not. Well, I mean, I definitely feel like Ahsoka's getting her own show. So yeah, why else cast a name like Rosario Dawson? Um, but it's I mean, got to be somebody be that, about. it's got to be somebody you recognize, you know? What about, uh, what's his, what's his name? Again, it's a video game, but hardcore fans like the character from, uh, what was it? Car, uh, Kyle Katan, Cartan. Oh yeah. I, I just, I, again, I think he's too, I think he's too, like, I think of like Damien, if, if like one of those video game characters show up, you're going to be like, uh, who's this? Right. I mean, who 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 is it? Darth Revan? That's the one person I remember yeah. from the video games. Uh, Star Killer. Yeah, and I I think I think you got. I mean, it, I don't say you got to. I think if you do Ezra, I think people are going to look at it and be like, "Oh, here goes Filoni again, getting one of his pet projects in." Mm. Um, yeah, I honestly now that I said it and thinking about it, he's gonna save Ezra for an Ahsoka show. Yeah, and I, I think honestly, I hate saying it, but if you have Mace Windu some somehow survive that fall, I mean Boba Fett survived the Sarlacc pit. Mace right. Windu Mace Windu can you know he wasn't not, unconscious when he I'm went not, out that window. I'm not I I mean I would think it's cool too if Mace Windu showed up. I mean he'd be an old man by then. Yeah, he'd be I'm, old. But Samuel L. Jackson is old. Yeah, it would fit. I, I, I mean, feel like Samuel would say yes if they asked him. I I think in real time, I think Mace Wind Mace Windu's age at in Attack of the Clones is probably the same point where this show is in Samuel L. In real time, I don't know. Yeah. I could, but anyway, I, I mean, got, you guys Samuel. got any? You guys got anything oh, else you want to say about episode? Whatever. Uh, what? what? <clears throat> I said he still looks good for his age, but yeah, just don't ask. Him, just don't ask him to run. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Captain Marvel. Wow, this this de aging stuff is really great. And then Samuel L. Jackson started doing action scenes. I'm like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> you may have to go with the stunt double the whole time. Oh yeah, and and that's what I don't want to see with with Luke Skywalker. If that's who they're going to use, I don't. No offense to Mark Hamill, I love Mark Hamill. I just don't want to see a de-aged Mark Hamill. Oh. You know, I don't want to see that uh, Luke Skywalker was 23 at the end of Return of the Jedi, so he'd be 28. I don't want to see a 70-year-old Mark Hamill de-aged to 28 years old. That was just a little much. I don't see why. So, I mean, didn't Sebastian Stan and Mark Hamill have that joke after that meme came out? Like, I feel like Sebastian Stan would say yes. I mean, he's well, the already rumor working is, for the company. <laughs> The rumor is he he said he would Sebastian Stan said he would do it if Mark Hamill was okay with it. And I think Mark Hamill would be like Oh, uh, there you go. Have fun. Yeah. Have fun. I've seen banter with them and he goes, Oh my son. Like he says that yeah. I mean you've seen the pictures. It's the <laughs> yeah. boss logic did the edit and that edit is 
Honestly, Sebastian Stan looks more like Mark Hamill's son than Mark Hamill's son to do. I know. But <laughs> okay, so on that note, guys, do do we have anything else to say about episode or chapter fourteen? Just no, for me, what I said before about go ahead, Carl. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. You were talking first. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, really, really quickly, just the little nuances in this episode that remind us that even though Grogu or the child or whatever has all this power, he's still just a child. Mm-hmm. And to your point earlier about him wiping the floor with the stormtroopers and then basically saying, I need my milk and cookies to take a nap. I thought, <laughs> that, was, I thought that was indicative of any superhero movie where the young superhero is tired after doing things, especially if they're really young. Yeah. And, and then just Mando, just again, another, you know, an- another lessening of the armor of his soul, essentially. Yeah. Where he's letting you know that this child means everything to him. If you didn't know before, you know that this dude will literally slaughter anybody and everybody to make sure this kid is okay. Even if it doesn't fully fall within the way the kid matters more yeah. than a lot of the things that we were led to believe. When he and picked up his little ball, when he picked right, up that little ball, it was like, first time tug at the heartstrings moment. They're going to have their field of dreams moment at some point, maybe in season three. Uh, but he loves him. He loves He does. Guy. And I like, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's again, it's taking a morally gray character and giving them color. And if that's if that's what you take from it, then you take from that. And I like it personally. I saw somebody say this is the most this is the most positive father son relationship in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, honestly, really, it actually probably is. You ain't lying, Carl. You got anything else to say about it? No, it was thoroughly enjoyable. I, I mean, especially if you're a Fett fan, it. I mean, it does so much for the character in one episode than the movies did. And, you know, uh, it was a great episode. I love that they they kind of backpedaled on, he's not a Mandalorian. He's not a Mandalorian, like Lucas and Filoni were saying. And then I think they went, no, we're kidding. He's probably a Mandalorian, or at least his (laughs) lineage is Mandalorian. Um, Which, that always never sat right with me, because the old... uh, expanded universe really gave a lot of rich story for Django yeah. and the Mandalorian and stuff. And I hate to, I hated the scene that wiped away. Now they can bring it back because it was good. Um, uh, just to see Slave One again. And I love that they brought back because uh, it didn't make that sound in um, in the original trilogy, but they made it sound like that in the prequel attack of the clones this the the unique sound slave one makes when it's flying and yeah. uh, it was just great it was just i even liked his little this isn't a spice dream like i'm looking at it <laughs> like you know what i mean so it's like well was, was boba dabbling in a little you know some drugs like tripping a some little bit <laughs> like, yeah you know um i love it uh i definitely i mean i'm not uh, there's so much i want to say I know we're running out of time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean the armor was a little ill-fitting, like it was. <laughs> like, or, um, organize your or, organize your thoughts and talk about it in the fi- when we when we get to the uh, final fi- the the full season recap. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I love it. 
it's great. The show does not disappoint. Even in and at that at one episode we considered considered filler, it was still it's always been enjoyable. I I can't wait to see where they go with it. Um, I think there's plenty of surprises left. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there and it is. And the way they're just like they're not holding back. Like we got Ahsoka in the first ten seconds, Slave One within the first minute, and you know Boba's coming. Uh, I feel like there might like there's something big that's going to happen that none of us expect, and we're all going to go what like geek boner. Um, <laughs> oh, and on that note, with the geek, oh, I think we just came up with the episode name. Geek boner. <laughs> there you go. Um, geek boner. <laughs> On that note, guys, we have been the Nerdicons. We thank you for listening. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Nerdicons Pod. Rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We are also a part of the Geek Out Show Network, so if you're listening to us there, thank you. We appreciate every one of you listening. Um, Gil sent me the numbers, and I am blown away. I, I, I mean, we're. I'm looking forward to to building this audience more, and. And hopefully, you know, uh, maybe, maybe one day we, I don't know what, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've lost my train of thought, but thank you. Damien, tell everybody goodbye. Everybody have a good night. Be well. Uh, find me at Damon G show again. Pleasure to be here. Shout out to free play arcade. If you're in the Dallas Fort Worth area and like retro nerd gaming, Dallas, uh, Dallas Fort Worth. And as well as, Arlington. We have three locations. We are a retro arcade. So basically you pay one price, you play all the gosh darn Pac-Man, Mario Brothers, Street Fighter Turbo you want. Come out, mask up, be safe. We love you. And remember, kids, just because you can't afford a statue doesn't mean you should buy the statue. <laughs> Just putting it out there for y'all. Carl, no, take us home. Uh you know, not to contradict what Damien said, but um, peer pressure by the statue. Um, <laughs> this will be an ongoing thing at the show, I promise you. <laughs> your wallet will hate you, but your geekdom will love you. Um, yeah, you can find, like, uh, Russ, well, no, Russ didn't say it, but I'm going to say it, is you can find us at Nerdicons on Twitter and Instagram at Nerdicons Pod. On both, uh, you can find me at Echoes Dorkin on Instagram. Also, check out me and my friends' toy photography Instagram called Anonymous Plastic Addicts. You know, go share, like, you know, tell your mother, your brother, your sister, whoever you're having an affair with, tell them to follow us. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? You know, shout out to the Geek Out Show. Um, check out all their amazing shows. Um, and without further ado, remember to keep your detox dust free, your figures posed dynamically, and your comics bagged and boarded. Till next time. Peace. Boba Fett. Boba Fett, where?